Good afternoon and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll get an update on Manitoba's alfalfa crop. Up first in today's country comment, we'll get an update on frost damage from last week. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon, you're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Farmers have been out over the past few days assessing frost damage from last week. Justine Cornelson is with the Canola Council of Canada. Oddly enough, we still had frost um, on, you know, May 31st in the province. Uh, There was a few spots there last night that dipped below again. Um, But the main frost events were, you know, about five, four or five days ago. Um, so that's when now the time for growers is, is to be looking. And, and that's what's been going on the last few days. There's been lots of, of crop assessments looking at that growing point. Um, and for the most part, um, every, or for the most part, things look good. Uh, there's been a small percentage of fields that have, have had to be reseeded um, just due to, to the frost. Uh, but overall, the province has kind of snuck out okay. Um, and there wasn't as much damage as first originally thought. How unusual is it to to get a frost yet? You know, at this time of year. Yeah, you know what's today, June first, and we were seeing frost as of last night. And um, you know, there, there's always that risk for it. It's, it's something we've had before. Um, when you look at our kind of modeling predictions, you know, typically, or we've got a low percentage of seeing frost. You know, past that May 26th time, there's this like five to ten percent risk, and, and obviously this was the year that it was going to happen. So. Um, so growers, you know, they're, they're used to it and I think they've become a lot more patient with making their frost risk assessments. Um, they know to, to take the time, um, and that these crops are really resilient and it's amazing how they, they can bounce back from all the stress they've received. What were the areas that were, um, hardest hit or, or where you've heard of some reseeding happening? Yeah, so last week with the frost, uh, the Inner Lake region, you know, they dipped below minus 8, uh, some areas over minus 10, so very, very cool in there. So that's been one of the hardest hit areas. Um, thankfully, crops like canola, a lot of them were, were just um, sown, so they were still in the ground. Uh, but some of those early seeded cereals, uh, there was some, some damage there and some severe stress. Um, like I said, there, there was some reports of canola and, and canola around the Winnipeg area as well. Um, you know, some producers jumped the gun for sure. Um, looking to the western half of the province, uh, you know, if it was early seeded and it was up, um, probably some really poor emergence just due to the, the lack of rainfall as well. Um, so they kind of jumped the gun on it. Likely those crops would have been fine, but some just made that decision to go right away. That was Justine Cornelson with the Canola Council of Canada. I also had a chance yesterday to chat with Dennis Lang, Paul Specialist with Manitoba Agriculture. Locally here, it was pretty minor. Um, the, uh, there really wasn't any, anything to speak of for soybeans in the Altona area uh, that were damaged by the frost. Uh, some were just uh, uh, still in the ground yet, and uh, the ones that were up, uh, the frost wasn't enough to really affect those ones. Uh, in other parts, though, like in the eastern side of the province, uh, I've been hearing some reports in some of the low-lying areas where the plants, there, there's definitely some frost damage where plants have lost. Uh, growers are currently you know, around Manitoba that have had frost damage on their soybeans, they're evaluating what their stands are. Um, and that's kind of what I would recommend for growers is go out and do some plant stand counts of and count the ones that are, are good, uh, that aren't affected. And if you're above uh, 80,000 plants and they're uh, glyphosate tolerant variety, uh, then I think you're still, you're good. There's, there's no way, there's no consideration for reseeding. 
But um, uh, just uh, if you if you do have some frost damage in there, it's always good to evaluate to, to see how many what what kind of losses that you have. And I guess just overall, how is the uh, soybean crop looking? Uh, overall, we're still looking okay. We're we're just starting to see things emerge here now, and uh, so I think we're going to need after this week, especially with the warmer temperatures that we're going to get. I think we're going to see the beans really start to pop out of the ground this week. So edible beans are those those still being seeded or? Yeah, I just know I noticed on the weekend there's just the odd field that's uh, still finishing off here. So I would say pretty much everything's going to finish off here this week. That uh, some of the some of the last few fields are going in this week. That was Dennis Lang, pulse specialist with Manitoba Agriculture. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Farmers have been out over the past few days checking for frost damage after the frost from last week. Dennis Lang with Manitoba Agriculture talked about soybeans. Locally here it was pretty minor. There really wasn't any anything to speak of for soybeans in the Altona area uh, that were damaged by the frost. Uh, some were just still in the ground yet. The ones that were up, uh, the frost wasn't enough to really affect those ones. In other parts though, like in the eastern side of the province, and hearing some reports in some of the low-lying areas where the plants, there, there's definitely some frost damage where plants have lost. Growers are currently... You know, around Manitoba that have had frost damage on their soybeans. They're evaluating what their stands are. David Van Dynes is Chief Product Officer with Manitoba Agricultural Services Corporation. We had a number of claims registered. We've got, uh, you know, over 300, I think, registered provincially since uh, that frost event last week. I think overall, generally speaking, it maybe wasn't quite as severe as we we're thinking it could have been, certainly with the forecast that was going on and that sort of thing. You know, for a combination of reasons, in some cases it maybe didn't get quite as, as cold as they were predicting. And, and secondly, I just don't think there was enough for as many acres that were out of the ground or vulnerable crop acres that were out of the ground that, uh, you know, could have been impacted by frost. Those numbers were as of Monday afternoon. Van Dyne says the majority of claims were for canola. The Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association has 23 fields in its Green Gold program this year. Coordinator Tara Bergen gave us an update on the alfalfa crop. Well, the crop is looking pretty good so far, uh, depending on the area. Some areas are looking better than others, but overall it looks pretty good. She was asked about frost damage. Nothing too major. It rebounded pretty good. Bergen says the alfalfa is ranging anywhere from 7 to 13 inches in height. And the Poultry and Egg On-Farm Investment Program is now accepting applications. The program will provide almost $647 million over 10 years to support poultry and egg producers through on-farm investments. The Government of Canada will contribute up to 70% of the project's cost, increasing up to 85% for young farmers. Each producer is entitled to an amount proportional to their quota holdings as of January 1st. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Tuesday, June 1st. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll get an update on frost damage in Manitoba. Many areas of Manitoba saw frost last week. I got an update from David Van Dynes with Manitoba Agricultural Services Corporation. We had a number of claims registered. We've got uh, you know over 300, I think, registered provincially since... Uh, that frost event last week. I think overall, generally speaking, it maybe wasn't quite as severe as we were thinking it could have been, certainly with the forecast that was going on and that sort of thing. Um, you know, for a combination of reasons, in some cases it maybe didn't get quite as, as cold as they were predicting. And, 
And secondly, I just don't think there was enough or as many acres that were out of the ground or vulnerable crop acres that were out of the ground that, uh, you know, could have been impacted by frost. What were the crops that were impacted? Well, no surprise. Certainly canola is the, the major one for sure. It's a majority of acres and, of course, is a crop that, uh, you know, doesn't like a lot of frost, that's for sure. Uh, certainly we had some soybean acres as well that were impacted, but uh, canola was by far the, the biggest uh, crop. Was there a certain area of the province that um, was hit hardest? Well, again, I think if you look at frost maps and that sort of thing, it certainly seemed to get coldest in that Interlake region as well as the Parkland region. But again, I, I think uh, fortunately for us and maybe some producers as well, there wasn't as much acres of canola up in those areas. So we certainly did get some claims, but um, you know, not certainly as bad as it could have been, that's for sure. I've been hearing about wind uh, wind damage as well. Yeah, a little bit. Again, it's fairly isolated because it depends a lot on, on, you know, stubble management from the year before and the crops that were going in the year before and that sort of thing. So uh, there, there's been some claims, absolutely. But again, I, I don't know that it's widespread or uh, any specific area seems to be worse than others. Um, it's been kind of hit and miss. Again, mostly I would say dependent on what sort of condition the field was planted into this year. Any advice for farmers who are, I guess, thinking about putting in a claim or, or receding here? Yes, you know, that's one of the things that uh, when we send an adjuster to the farm, they can certainly give you a good idea of what we think that yield is going to be. The, the decision to reseed is always the farmers, and we try not to weigh into that. But, you know, when our staff do walk across the field, we try to cover it corner to corner sort of thing. And we come back with a report that explains, you know, the number of plants we found and that kind of thing. So that can sometimes be a very important piece of information that would help a producer make that decision whether they're going to reseed or not. So, um, you know, give us a call if you're looking, if you're not sure what you want to do, give us a call and we can try and help you through that process. By all means, uh, you know, we do expect that producers call us before taking any action. So we want them to do that. And then maybe the last piece is just be mindful of seeding deadlines. We're getting to the end of May now. So depending on what crops you're considering, uh, you know, there might be some insurability concerns there if, uh, you know, if you're not able to see reseed here right away. Any hail yet this year? Uh, that's a good question. We haven't had any come to uh, registered yet. Um, I think I've heard of some reports in north of Winnipeg of some hail activity, but I don't think that's translated into uh, any claims yet that I'm aware of. So it's been pretty quiet. And again, we'd expect that for this time of year, I would say. So not abnormal by any stretch, but that, that season's coming. That was David Van Dynes with Manitoba Agricultural Services Corporation. Clinton Monchuk is the Executive Director of Farm and Food Care Saskatchewan. And this year, they're starting up a program called Breakfast on the Farm, which they hope will educate younger students about where their food comes from and the practices they use. He talked about the program with reporter Blaze Wozniak. So this is a, a brand new initiative. So one of, one of the things that I think we can look at and say uh, COVID kind of changed and, and made us pivot a little bit from what we were planning for an in-person event that was actually supposed to be held um, on the University of Saskatchewan campus at the Rainier Dairy Centre uh, to something that would actually involve uh, students. So uh, we're, we're looking at, in grade school students, we're looking at um, the pivoting towards actually having uh, meals go to students in four different schools in Saskatchewan. So there's uh, one in Regina, one in Saskatoon, Yorkton, and Prince, El uh, Prince Albert. And uh, the idea behind it is that 
we want to provide a meal to students, but also give them the opportunity to learn a little bit more about how that food is being produced. So we have uh, an interactive trivia game. We have different informational um, kind of inserts in the packages that we're giving them, um, all for an opportunity to really engage with students. Where uh, Where is this food coming from? Is it just from some select farmers or from across the province? It, it is from across the province, so so there, it's twofold. One is there's going to be a warm meal delivered from the local Tim Hortons. Um, so we've we've partnered with the local Tim Hortons in each of the four, four cities to provide and deliver um, a warm breakfast sandwich that includes a, an egg and cheese as well as a, a drink uh, to each of the student staff and support staff for, for each of these four schools. Um, but then we're also providing in the packages uh, some beef jerky that's sponsored uh, by the uh, Cattlemen's Association uh, and uh, granola bars that are produced from uh, oats um, grown in Saskatchewan and uh, milled at grain millers uh, in Yorkton. So it, it really is uh, an opportunity for the kids to get, you know, it's a fresh cracked egg from, from Tim Hortons all the way through to a granola snack uh, afterwards. Um, really you know, uh, farm fresh food, right? It's it's stuff that we're producing on our farms here in Saskatchewan, and and uh, gives the opportunity of the the kids to see that you know agriculture is a big part of this province. What are you guys hoping to get out of this program? I guess what are you uh, hoping to accomplish, or I guess what message are you hoping to uh, share with these students? So, so the big message is is knowing if you have questions about your food that here's an avenue or here's an organization, whether it's Farm and Food Care Saskatchewan or Agriculture in the Classroom Saskatchewan, here are organizations that provide factual information about your food. And, and I think there is, uh, you know, misinformation about food and how it's being produced. And this is one of those avenues that we have to actually connect with students and, and give them the opportunity to see uh, actual farmers. So but part of the trivia game that's going to be online, uh, there's different videos uh, that the, the students and teachers can watch. Uh, one of them, for example, is me uh, showing my uh, my egg barn and walking through some of the different protocols and food safety things that we go through and explaining to everyone, you know, what the, the process that takes place to get eggs on the table. And uh, then there's questions about it to, to make sure that the kids are listening and learning and, and uh, having an opportunity to engage with farmers about food. Uh, so that really is the biggest thing that we, we wanted students and teachers to take home from this is, is that there is a very strong agriculture community here in Saskatchewan. There are a lot of farmers and ranchers here in this community and, and these are the, the individuals that we hope if there are questions in the future, these students and teachers actually come to uh, us for the answers. That was Clinton Monchuk, Executive Director of Farm and Food Care Saskatchewan, chatting with reporter Blaze Wozniak. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Blaze Wozniak, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. The Stanley Egg Society is hosting an online AGM tomorrow starting at 7 p.m. You can send an email to jndick at gmail.com. Canada's Farm Show is going virtual this year, June 16th and 17th. Go to canadasfarmshow.com and Egg in Motion. 
invites you to join an online session entitled Getting On With Growing Vigilance in Crop Care, June 23rd, starting at 9 a.m. Registration details can be found on the Ag in Motion website. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Tuesday afternoon, we get an update on Manitoba's alfalfa crop from Tara Bergen with the Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association. Well, the crop is looking pretty good so far, uh, depending on the area. Some areas are looking better than others, but overall it looks pretty good. Is there a certain you know height range that uh, the crop's at right now? or um, They're between like the 7 to uh, 10 inches in uh, the more western part of uh, Manitoba, but in the uh, southeast uh, and eastern parts, it's more in the 11 to uh, 13 inches. Did the last week's frost have uh, any impact? A little bit, but not nothing too major. Uh, like, it rebounded pretty good. As far as uh, moisture, you know, we, we did have some rain, you know, over the past week in, in many areas. Um, how, how's that looking, uh, soil moisture? It looks pretty good. Like, uh, in a few areas, we'll need uh, quite a bit of rain still, but in the more areas in the central and the southeast, it seems to be pretty, uh, like, pretty decent on the moisture range. What about uh, insects? You know, any, any insect issues at this point? Or? Uh, nothing yet that I've seen. Um, the alfalfa the looks like it's pretty, uh, pretty solid still. How many fields do you have in the program? Uh, we have 23 fields right now. That's spread out, I guess, throughout the province? or Yes, it yeah. is. For first cut, when do you expect that'll happen, or when does that normally take place? Uh, it would come in within the next uh, probably two, three weeks. It just, everything is so dry. It all depends on the, the, R- the RFP right now, so... That was Tara Bergen with the Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association giving us an update on Manitoba's alfalfa crop. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Some farmers are receding canola due to frost damage that occurred last week. Justine Cornelson with the Canola Council of Canada says it could have been a lot worse. For the most part, things look good. Uh, there's been a small percentage of fields that have have had to be reseeded um, just due to the frost. But overall, the province has kind of snuck out okay, and there wasn't as much damage as first originally thought. Cornelson adds, now's the time for farmers to be taking canola plant counts. And as of yesterday afternoon, Manitoba Agricultural Services Corporation had registered over 300 frost claims from last week. David Van Dines is Chief Product Officer. Well, no surprise. Certainly canola is the, the major one for sure. It's a majority of acres and, of course, is a crop that uh, you know doesn't like a lot of frost, that's for sure. We had some soybean acres as well that were impacted, but uh, canola was by far the, the biggest uh, crop. Van Dyne says the Interlake and Parkland regions seem to be the hardest hit by the frost event last week. Overall, the province's alfalfa crop is looking pretty good so far. That, according to Tara Bergen, coordinator with the Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association Green Gold Program. She was asked about the height of the alfalfa crop. They were between like the 7 to uh, 10 inches in uh, the more western part of uh, Manitoba, but in the southeast uh, and eastern parts, it's more in the 11 to uh, 13 inches. There are 23 fields in the Green Gold program this year. And the Manitoba 4-H Council is offering four scholarships with a total value of $42,500 towards continuing education. 
These are available to current and former 4-H Manitoba members who are between 18 and 30 years of age as of December 31st of this year and have been enrolled in the program for a minimum of five years. The application deadline is July 16th and the winners will be announced September 30th. The Manitoba government has set up a million-dollar endowment fund to support the leaders of Tomorrow Scholarships. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Coming up on tomorrow's show... We'll get an update on Manitoba's cereal crops. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.